The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Hey everybody, you're listening to the winemakers, and I'm John Myers, and I've got across from me... Oh, Ooh, pouring a beautiful Mathis Grenache. Soft rose. boy there. Uh, Brian Casey. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing well, John. Thank you. Well, we're on our own today. You know why? Um, well, I think I think the winemakers are busy. <laughs> yeah, the guys who actually make it. Right. It's called Harvest and Crush. Yeah. Um, there's no busier time in California than right now. Um, everybody has a full team. They used to do migrant teams. They would just kind of go through, but everybody that right. we know has a full time team now. Well, that's a new trend. Is if you can keep if you can keep your guys around year round, and especially if you're doing organic or biodynamic yeah. farming, and um, you know, keep them busy year round, then that's the way to go. Because otherwise, you're scrambling. I mean, if, uh, I mean can we can talk about weather keep- this last <laughs> week, but we've had everywhere from a, you know 106 degrees to thunder and lightning storms. So if you can imagine everyone basically on call. Um, and at a moment's notice, you could get that call pick. at one o'clock in the morning and yeah. say, "Hey, we got to go get this stuff out of here." Well, and when it, when it is 107, it just makes the grapes raisins. I don't care yeah. about the canopy. I don't care about anything else. The canopy being the leaves hanging above. Yeah. But uh, quite frankly, yeah, I mean, uh, these are the hardest working people, working their hardest throughout the entire year. And, uh, you know, so it's it's just really interesting how they do it. Um, You know, we're, we've been through all this, but I've only watched it. I've been to a pick. Right. You know, at midnight. You know, watching these guys, uh, photographing them. uh, and, And it's amazing that they can do so much in the dark with portable lights, et cetera, et cetera. But this is the whole year that's coming down to, I mean, this one week or two week period where everybody has to get their graves in. Yeah, it's true. And that's when I drive home at night. So I'll be driving home one o'clock in the morning and you'll see the lights on out in the (laughs) vineyard. And these guys are, they're out there with the hooks or the scissors, depending on what, what method they like to use. And they wouldn't want us out there. Um, you got to, no, you got to be badass. You got to be able to be on your knees or in a crouch or, um, and and, and go quick because that's a deal. You want to get that fruit off and get it uh, into the truck and onto the into the press, right? And you know, they everybody takes their hooks or their you know, I mean, their cutters and a steel glove, yep. right? And you know, they they load up their own basket, go and dump it into a main a big half-ton container or a full-ton container. And as soon as that is full, I mean, it is loaded onto a truck. There is not a truck for rent in Sonoma or Napa County. Right, (laughs) right. Nothing. I mean, everything is booked solid, and everybody is working solid. So I want to give a shout-out to uh, Bart today because, you know, Bart's got the hardest job of all of us. I mean, he works his ass off at 
at Lasseter and yeah. and with Dane Sellers. I yeah, mean, well, being seller master there, I mean, you're you're supervising the um, everything. Yeah, you're supervising the the A to Z stuff. So um, that that wine comes in, it's weighed either on a truck like at the old. Um, uh, uh, imagery facilities right you know that in the back they've got the truck scales things like that well yeah. a lot of people take them off they know what the ton containers weigh and they basically you know i mean it, it immediately is on a forklift and right into the crusher yep and i've watched this happen and it's pretty damn amazing how fast the juice starts coming out. Right. And, you know, some of it, you know, it looks pretty light when it starts. And boy, then it just really gets going. And then did you see that picture that uh, Bart posted the other day of the a la campuchette um, that they were picking out at Lasseter? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, there's... there's, there's the a la campuchette is one of the very few I only grapes. know of two, and that's one okay. of them. Okay, yeah. there you go, two. Yeah. Uh, grapes that actually have a red juice. Right. Um, everything else is made red because it's in contact with the skins of the Right. Of yeah, the a grapes. lot of people don't know that when you're when you're pressing the, the red grapes, you're getting a, a white juice out of it, but then you know the, the more you press and then when you're putting the skins in with contact with the juice, that's where you're getting that color from. Otherwise you I mean you could literally make a uh, a very light or slightly pink um, Cabernet. You can make, actually, <laughs> and, by and chill that down and and put it in my glass. <laughs> by mistake, you can make almost anything. That's, that's Wasn't right. it Sam that was saying, "Oh, we found a new pink uh, cab." Uh, you know, yeah, it's, mistakes, it's mistakes pink. will will get made, and that's because these guys are tired. They're working a lot. They're working uh, odd hours. Um, you know, with the girl in the fig, and even at Sante, I had seen uh, Chris Cottrell a couple weeks ago, who is the uh, one of the guys at. Um, um, Oh, why is the name escaping me? It's okay. Uh, Bedrock. Oh, yeah. Because um, they nice, were, they nice, were nice. starting to do Crush. And so Peter. Uh, he, um, he's Peter. Oh, no, it's uh, Morgan Peterson. That's it. And then okay. Chris Cottrell is his partner. And, and he was in, and I think he was eating That's dinner. And the people wine. that he was with were eating, the girls were eating souffles. They were sort of on different hours. I think they had eaten dinner already, but he was he had had a long day and just needed something to eat. Um, and you see that the girl in the fig too. You see those winemakers come in, and you know they just want a little break, get something to eat, have a cocktail uh, or a beer, and uh, and get uh, back to re-energize, yeah. and then and then get back to it. Yeah. Um, well, we also are lucky enough to be able to celebrate International Grenache Day. Yes. Or as as I said in the promo, Grenache Day week, month, or year, take your choice. Um, some of us uh, celebrate Grenache Day a little <laughs> bit longer than others, but there is one international Grenache Day on the calendar for France, Spain, United States, any, everywhere and around the world. And that's tomorrow. And it's tomorrow, um, which actually, if you're hearing this podcast, it will be today. It's, um, yes, it will. And, and it, because of that, I brought over a couple Grenaches today. I thought um, being a nice day, we'd start with a little bit of uh, oh, Peter Mathis's Grenache Rosé. You know, Peter um, worked at Ravenswood for years right. and years and years and always had his pet project. Now it's his business. And, uh, you know, watching him grow has been really fun. No, because he's just, you know, he used to just make his one 
Grenache, and then he has the Uber blend, which now is uh, Oliver's is carrying, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, they've got Good. the Uber blend in. The, I saw Good, that the other day. Decent price on that. You know, I didn't even look, um, but they always have good prices, so I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you can get that through uh, Mathis. Uh, I don't know. There's got to be a uh, name. John, you're going to catch me again without my glasses. Uh, here, all, all okay. It's M A T. H-I-S, Sonoma Valley, Rosé de Grenache. He always says, I grow it, I make it. Um, so you can reach him at MathisWine.com. Right. 888-456-5202. Master so, of Grenache, Peter Mathis. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and he has been working. He's a guy who is in the field all the time. And they say that there's nothing that the vines like more than the winemaker's boots in the field. And, uh, you know, that's... Yeah, a that, little it, attention. Yeah, well, it, and it, it's pretty interesting that he can go out there and do that and produce... You know, it's like Bart. You've got three really nice wines. Now, what's Bart up to? Four now? He's got a cab. Right. Um, Zen. The Grenache. Zin, and Grenache. the uh, Shannon. Shannon. So, yeah, he's... I'd like to see that growth. And again, a, a pet project where, or, and I, you know, these are the kind of wines that I like to drink, or, or you have the winemakers that work at wineries, big wineries that are making Pinot Chard and Cab, and they're doing that to pay the bills. But but I'm always curious about what are they that's doing right. in their free time? Because that's the stuff I want to drink, is well, the stuff they're making in their free time, that they're, you know, the, their time off, the, their time is valuable, and what are they actually using that time to make? Now, speaking of Ravenswood with Peter, that's where bedrock comes in, right? Because is well, Morgan, Morgan, um, is, Morgan is Joel. So Joel Peterson, who started Ravenswood, Morgan the Godfather is his, of Zen. That's right. Um, <laughs> his son Morgan um, is the founder of Bedrock, and then Chris Cottrell, his partner. Um, and I don't know exactly who Love who does wine. what in that in Love that capacity, but um, they make good products. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, everybody is still in the field, and. Um, as of the last time I talked to Sam, they were still not getting even verasion. And verasion, for everybody out there who doesn't know, is the fact that all grapes are green as they start. And as they hang on the vine, they turn purple, um, your regular wine color. And that's what really makes it. Now, with uneven verasion, you've got to maybe do two passes. You're dropping fruit. You're op you know, they don't optically sort, the people that we know. Right. Uh, they sort, sort by hand. They can take things out. But, you know, they were looking for these last couple of weeks for hang time. Instead, well, on, get, uh, on what? On the Grenache? On, on the, everything. Uh, on Syrah? Yeah, well, and on Cab I, and Zinn probably. But, you know, Sam does uh, Sauvignon Blanc, and they do some white... Uh, Roan blends as well. So maybe, Those are always picked early. So that stuff, I'm sure, uh, has come in already. And I, and I don't know what Sam's going to do for a rosé this year. I, I remember last year he did two rosés, you know, 25 cases and 50 cases great, from two different great vineyards. Great marketing um, decision. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if that brilliant marketing decision paid off and he decides to do that again. Or um, maybe he'll just do a blend of them this year. And maybe his dad got a hold of him and said, you better wise up, Sonny. And um, blend that all together, <laughs> but I hope not. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think Sam gets taken t to task for anything. Okay, he's, that's he's good. Doing that's such good. a good job, uh, and, so, I agree. and so is Bart. Yeah, you know, especially being partners in the winemakers. So, anyway, you know, they are out there, and they're still. I mean, they started 
Carneros region is the Appalachian that is just off of San Francisco Bay. And Sonoma is like seven miles from the north end of the bay. And at the south end of the bay, you have San Francisco, but you have to go around and over the bridge. Right. But when you start down there, that's the Chardonnay and the early the early picks. Yeah. You get up into um, Healdsburg and Dry Creek area, stuff like that. It just, you know, it takes longer. And the weather has been... Oh, what we had 107 this week. I mean, it's and, it's been anywhere from 110 <laughs> to to 73, and Holy and shit. back and forth over the last couple of weeks, and it's it's been unbearable. And then then you've just had these really nice breaks where we've had almost Hawaii weather, where it starts to. You know, I remember the other day it was like 5:30. All of a sudden it was dark, and you could f- you could still feel the humidity, and the temperature dropped a little bit, and I think it sprinkled on me a little bit on the way home, but. Um, we got some rain coming back from um, my son Michael came in uh, from Chicago on Monday, and we went down to get him coming back. Yeah, rain. They rained out the game, or I think it started at eleven. Was that Monday? Yeah, yeah. The game started at eleven <laughs> o'clock and went till one. <laughs> I, I, I know several people who had uh, severe hangovers the next day. I'll just say that. Hmm. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, again, this whole shortage of of people in the field, you know, they, it's not, it's not so much a shortage. It's really just a dedication. They've got to, uh, use every resource they have right now, which is why Bart is not sitting on your right and Sam on your left. So we've, we've just got to say that. I mean, they're, they're both out working their asses. Well, and I think the good people stay with the good, um, with the good people. They attract each other. I think Phil Couturian Enterprise, um, treats their employees really well. And so they don't have to worry about scrambling to get a, to get a crew together. I think Phil, actually, I've heard this in the past that, um, other winemakers who are scrambling to get people will call him and say, hey, is there, is there any way you could lend us a few guys? And Phil will throw a few their way. Well, because they're loyal to him. That's what makes Phil Phil. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. he's really got the reputation for that. Yeah. So, But consider this, John. Yes. Uh, Napa, what percentage of the total wine production in California do you think Napa has? A good 30%. 30%. See, would you be completely shocked to learn that it's only 4%? 4%? Yes, I would. 4% Absolutely. of the wine production in California comes out of Napa. And I just saw an, from a marketing company an email about a study that talked about why Napa has this reputation. It's all been a marketing plan sure. forever and ever and yeah. ever to once you cross the line, that bottle of wine costs you another $50. Why? Well, you crossed the line. That's sorry, right. Sorry about that. Um, what about uh, Sonoma? <laughs> what uh, percentage do you think Sonoma Well, produces? hell, then I'd have to say two or three. We're actually a little bit higher. So because really? we're, we're spread out a little bit more, um, we're at about 6% um, with 17 different AVAs. And this was the one that, that shocked me is over 60 varietals. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, it? now, I talked about this at work with some of the other psalms. We're, 
we would be hard pressed to name sixty varietals. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm hard, I get, hard be be uh, hard pressed to name seven. I'm getting to you know, to, <laughs> I get to about thirty, and then I'm then I'm thinking, okay, what are they growing in Portugal? What? Are, but, but we're see, talking about song, sixty dude. varietals in Sonoma <laughs> County, and that's just because of um, you know people like Sam's family that came here, the Italian families that just started growing grapes here. Um, that we had, you know, that's the reason we have Barbera and Sangiovese here, and we and we have Tempranillo, and no, we have no Cab, Barola, have, right? Uh, no, Nebbiolo, you know, I think VJB has probably got Nebbiolo planted around here somewhere. Um, but uh, I, I think it's interesting that you know, so in total, we're at about ten percent of the production of California between Sonoma and Napa. So if you think about the rest of California, the Central Coast and Paso and San Luis Obispo and Santa Inez. I Everything mean, else, 95, um, 90 some percent. All that. And, yeah. and, and I'm you know, I wonder what total percentage is the Central Valley is. But they're, they're doing a lot of machines, I think, running right now. And the dollar value assigned to that that I had seen was Sonoma County. Now, this includes wine, tourist travel, um, et cetera. And um, it was $15 billion for Sonoma County alone, and 16, 15 or 16 for Napa County. Alone. That used to sound like a lot of money. It was, you know, $15 that, billion? No, that's billion with a B, yeah. though. I mean, I mean it used to can, sound like a lot of money. It doesn't really sound like is. a lot of money anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, you take it away, um, California is uh, hurting. Well, You know, I mean, we've, we've got... We're the breadbasket for the, you know, for the, basically for the world on right, some things. Right. And, you know, for the country and others. So, well, we'll see next year. It's, um, you know, with the legalization of marijuana, this is going to be a whole nother thing going on in California. I mean, <laughs> what is it? We're the it fifth is. largest economy now. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we just passed Britain. It's, it's going to get nuts. Number five. It's really, it's truly going to get nuts. Well, you know, we focus on, on wine. Right, well, <laughs> but a lot of these guys who we're talking about that are, are there's going to be oh, yeah. some crossover. So, um, well, one of the biggest names, uh, Mike Benziger. Yeah, no, is, I just saw is, some pictures posted the other day from the from the farm over in Glen Ellen, and um, looks like they got some nice big plants ready to pick. <laughs> Probably looking for volunteers to do uh, a little trimming. Yeah, if you if you if you want to trim, yeah. I'm sure that there are plenty of jobs. Now it's yeah. it's not so much picking there; it's trimming. But right. Let's get back to uh, International Grenache Day. When All did right. that start? You know, I have Do no you... idea. Um, I, it was just there. I'm assuming you were... it's you know because if you ask people in Spain, they say that Grenache is is um, that Spain is the home to Grenache. Grenache, Grenache. yeah. Um, and if you ask people in southern France, they'll say that that it's you know it was indigenous to southern France. So, who started it and when it was started, I don't know. The reason I started celebrating it was because of working at the Girl in the Fig and and Sandra being really into Rhone varietals. That we started celebrating it and the and the the party every year started getting a little bit bigger and we would have people come into the restaurant like um, Henry Mathis and and Peter and. Um, and Sam would come in and, and for lunch on Grenache Day, we just have people Party. walk around, walk around and pouring wine. Hey, I got Grenache. You ever try Grenache? Would you like to try Grenache? Here's some Grenache. Drink some Grenache. <laughs> and we would say, we'd say Grenache a thousand times on Grenache Day. Um, so that's the reason that I started um, being aware of the day. And, and now it's, um, sort of a thing here, especially among the, the smaller producers here in Sonoma County that are in the Grenache well, and, and, um. I, I did. I did get into uh, Sandra Bernstein's new 
Roan Room. How, how did that happen? Uh, dropped by, had had a meeting with her, and and uh, it's it's all set up and ready to go. It is a beautiful place, and so, it's got a perfect spot for us. Okay, so lay that out for people who don't know what we're talking about. The, what? Ro- the Roan Room it will be on Broadway as you come in on the main street into Sonoma, and the Roan Room will be nothing but Roan wines. It's a tasting room. You can buy bottles. You can taste. You can, you know, just sit and relax. She's got a huge garden in the back. Right. That, of course, everything goes to the restaurant. Right. Um, and it, it's so nicely done. Sandra did a just a knockout Does she have job. a turntable in there? Uh, that I didn't see. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to bring one. Okay. So, uh, secondly, um, we get to... Um, Attend a nice little private party uh, tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun. And yeah. I, I'm not I'm not sure how many people are going to be there, but they're all going to be drinking Grenache. Either uh, Grenache Rosé, Grenache Blanc, or uh, Grenache Noir. Or in my case, I went to Bottle Barn yesterday or the day before, uh, and I picked up some things that were Grenache-based. Um, you know, I got... Um, well, what are we drinking now? We drank the, we had the rosé. So the rosé from Mathis, and then this is this is a, a nice a Grenache Noir that I picked up nice. at Oliver's from Spain, Volandera. So you Volandera, two thousand twelve. You look this up: V O L A N D E R A, Volandera. And this is a carbonic maceration. So anyone that doesn't know what that is, and I, I wish Sam and Bart were here to explain it, but I think I can tackle it a little bit here is is uh, carbonic maceration instead of pressing the grapes you're throwing clusters into the tank and they're actually fermenting full, clu- yes. full cluster they're fermenting from the inside out so just from the sheer weight of the grapes on top of themselves they're starting the fermentation process and instead of fermenting juice you're fermenting from the inside of the grape outside so as a result, what you're getting is this. You get a lot, um, the really nice aromatics, almost like oh, bubble gummy, this is, uh, um, really nice fruit aromatics from these wines. I wouldn't and, call um, any, anything here bubble gummy. I would well, you know, it's, it's that ex- extreme fruit that almost smells like it's not real, but it is. It's, um, but it's just from the natural it's fermentation. Um, and I like to serve these carbonic maceration wines uh, slightly chilled. I think, oh, they do, I think they do really nicely. Um, what is this about? 62? You're, I'm it, you're at about 56, 57, 58, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you can feel, you know, being a psalm, you know this stuff. So, well, you know, it's interesting. Um, tomorrow night, we will be talking to, uh, well, we'll be talking to winemakers. We'll be talking to consumers. We'll be talking to, I, I'm sure there'll be some distributors there and, yeah, everybody involved. Uh, well, and just I, lovers. I think, yeah, wine lovers, Grenache lovers. Uh, I think the, the the big thing is that it's just a little silent party, and everybody's going to come and wind down, and that's our job is to just help everybody wind down and talk. And I think we can get, I don't know, if we can get 20 people to talk, too, that'd be great. Uh, well, we'll see. Yeah, just getting people to sit down for uh, five minutes and well, just well, have a little chat. Hey, what you know, would you like to say something about Grenache Day? What is it you do? What, um, what do you like? Um, maybe we could have a little 
a set form of questions, at least for the first 20 minutes. And then after things go awry, it can just be a total free for all. Uh, that's which a good is, thing. Would, would be our style. That's when it gets, uh, that's when it gets fun, man. When it goes awry. So Bart Hansen is texting me right now. He's, uh, he was going to try and make it here, but he says, no, can't make it. Um, yeah. See, this is my fear of missing out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he, he feels bad because he's missing out on doing the podcast. Quite well, right. He can, he'll be there tomorrow night and everybody will be. And, uh, so we'll share duties tomorrow night. So you'll have the full team next, yeah. the next, uh, uh, week. And winemakers will take a little break and uh, enjoy some food and, uh, and some Grenache. Absolutely. Yeah. So Brian, thanks for coming over today. Yeah, you Much bet. appreciated. Uh, yeah. I know you've got to go to work and I've got tons of stuff to do and load all this stuff up and make sure it gets right, to right the party tomorrow night all perfect and uh all can't wait up. it's gonna be fun happy grenache day everyone it's yeah. uh, cheers if you're listening to us yeah. on the 15th that is official uh international grenache day and and thank you all for listening in general and uh hopefully Absolutely. we'll get some we'll get some good interviews tomorrow and uh you'll be the benefactor of those interviews over the next couple of weeks brian thank you and thanks to everybody who's listening uh, every week. We much appreciate it, and we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot. Thanks, John.